You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi! Welcome to the Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. You said you were ready. Let's go. I mean, I'm ready for you to turn it on. Have we been recording all that stuff I was saying about other podcasts? Every yeah. word. Everything. Could you delete all that stuff I was saying <laughs> yes. about all those, all those rival podcasters that we despise? For a handsome fee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Guess what? Michael bailed. He went to see It, I think. Yeah. So... He deserves his nightmares. Yes. I'm going to go in there and release a red balloon in the theater. I, I was just going to say I'm going to leave one on his doorstep tonight. Well, I had I had a, a brief IT review from our Stephen King correspondent, Justin Lowe. Oh, my Lowe. gosh. I wonder who that is. He went uh, opening night and he said, It is absolutely outstanding, brilliantly done. That's a direct quote. Yeah. He said, Jack Dylan Grazer, remember that name. The kid that played Eddie, the sickly kid, is going to be a star. He was brilliant. The writing for his character was spot on. And watching the banter between Eddie and Richie felt incredibly natural. So high marks from a Stephen King fan who just reread it like this week. So the novel's very fresh in his mind. So was it? what was the kid's name? Jack Dylan Grazer. Uh, when you get three names, they're like serial killers. Well, right? Hollywood is like run out of names. <laughs> so all kid actors have to have three yeah. names. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go see it tomorrow. So, oh, when when other people aren't counting on you for obligations. Yeah, yeah, I thought that'd be a great idea. Is that how that works? <laughs> and I'm gonna go ahead and announce it up front, let you guys know, just in case you were counting on me to do something tomorrow. You know it ahead of time. Good. That's the responsible adult thing to do. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um. Well, what what are we doing? We're not. We, I don't we know. Doing? What are we doing? You're supposed to be going to Disney World. I'm supposed to, but there's a natural disaster or two happening. That feels like this feels reminiscent of something. The, yeah, it's last year about this time. Vu. What hurricane was it last year? Matthew. Hurricane Matthew. This year it's Irma, and uh, we're recording Friday night. It looks like it's um, right now. I think about 350 miles outside of Florida. So. They're all preparing for Im- impact, and uh, last I saw, cat- still category five, which is like the worst thing in the world. Okay. So, as everybody, hopefully, uh, the, by the time it next Friday comes, I we won't be doing a podcast, but I'll be on my way, hopefully, to Florida, and I won't have to change any re- any more reservations or anything like that. So. Just would you get any kind of do they refund anything if you had to cancel? Oh uh, yeah, they have a hurricane policy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. within seven days. I figured this place was oh, rain or shine. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, normally no. Normally if if you know you've paid your for your vacation and you don't have any type of travel insurance or anything like that, um, and you were you decided to cancel, you would just be out. So, and forfeit that. So, yeah, we, you, this is going to have to last you because we're taking a week off, everybody. Hope you can get through it. <laughs> if you super miss us, come to the Comic-Con yeah. and answer some trivia questions. Exactly. Yeah, Cliff will be in sunny Florida, hopefully sunny Florida. Hopefully. And the rest of us will be at River City Comic-Con in Marietta, Ohio. Uh, the campus of Marietta College, the big Dyson Bowdo Recreation Center, the big gymnasium there in the center of campus. From 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., the con, Comic Con will be going on. $5 admission. Kids 12 and under are free. And a portion of every ticket sold goes to the Washington County Special Olympics. If you want to see our panel, it is 11 a.m. Bright and so, early. Exactly. First thing, so Michael can get all the tech worked out. 
if we're going to have microphones and try oh, to record yeah. it, I, I put it first thing so we weren't uh, rushing yeah. through the now, technical has, setup. Has anybody checked the local theaters to make sure there isn't some, some type of movie theater yeah. showing at 11 a.m. that he might want to go to yeah. or <laughs> someone else? Here. He, he won't wants- know to the last minute. He'll, he'll let us know. Yeah. We'll just get there. And- 10.59. Sorry, guys. I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, our, our panel is going to be comic book trivia. We're going to hang out with our pal Jesse Starcher from the Source Material Podcast. We're going to ask trivia questions, and if you get some right, and these are going to be comic book trivia. We're not talking movies. We're not talking pop culture. These are just yeah. comic book. I've questions. seen these questions. These are this is you better bring bring your big brain, Brad. Good Put stuff. your tinfoil hat on because you're going to need it. Yeah. So you can win some sweet Kapow magnets that we have. We're going to be giving away comic books. Or the grand prize, if you get all three right, you win con cash, a crisp $5 gift certificate you can spend at the show to buy anything you want there yeah. on the floor. Anywhere within a 20-yard radius of where you win it, <laughs> you can spend it. <laughs> so we hope to see you there, and then uh going to have some fun. Yep. All right. What do you guys want to talk about? Pick category. Well, before we do that. Oh, of course. Michael's not here, so I had to throw that. Yeah. That's good. Thank Incredible. you. Incredible. You uh, did it. Yeah, I did it. No, last week I wanted to mention this and I completely forgot because I got distracted. Uh, speaking of Disney and Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park, which of course we've talked uh, nauseam about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but it looks like Disney has sent out a survey a couple weeks ago uh, to some folks about an Another name change for that park because it originally it was Disney MGM Studios. Right. Oh eight, they changed it to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Dropped the MGM. That's Netflix next. Studios. Netflix Studios. Close. Ah. So they sent this, and this is real. I'm not making up any of these, but I'm going to ask you two, since Michael's not here, um, about these choices. And these were on the official survey. The names for Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney Kaleidoscope Park. Disney Hyperia Park. Are we supposed to jump up if we like any of these? No, I'll ask you here. You can answer in a minute. Disney Beyond Park. Disney Cinemagic Park. Disney Legends Park. (laughs) That's going to be misleading. That's a whole other thing. Uh, Disney XL Park. Or Disney. Which is called Disney 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything else did. The last one, Disney Cinemagic Park. You said that one already. Oh, did I? I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. What? Cinemagic and Cinemagin Park. Cinemagin? Cinemagin. What about just Cinnamon? I like that. (laughs) Yeah, my vote would be Cinnabon Park. Cinnabon Park. Yeah. Sin. How about Disney Sin Park? <laughs> <laughs> the nightlife of Disney. I thought this was a bad joke at first. Yeah. And I Those saw the survey for myself. And yeah, that's what they're putting out there. Yeah, what'd you pick? <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess if I had to choose from those, I, I don't know. They're all awful. <laughs> They'll, they've got one they've got in their back pocket they're going to whip out. I hope so. Well, let's do some streaming since we're talking about Disney here. Okay. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? We'll cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Uh, they're not going to ta- name it Netflix Park, Jordan. I think you you're on to that, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. We already said that they were going to start their own streaming service. Well, because they're pulling everything else out from Netflix, so they might as well take their right, name. Too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a. They hadn't decided how they were going to work that out. They were trying to make a deal to keep no some deal. of the stuff. No deal. Not 2019 when that streaming service starts. Whatever they end up calling it. They're yanking all the stuff from Netflix. There's not going to be any more Star Wars. No Marvel. No Marvel. The only thing in question that I haven't heard a clear thing on is these these 
shows with you know the Daredevil defenders yeah. and all that because yeah, Net- they're they're produced by Netflix, right? right? So I, I don't know how where that's going to fall. I could see them staying on there, but uh, all the other stuff's going to that. So do you think maybe that's why they are so adamant about keeping it separate from the movie universe? Was this in the back of their heads for years now? Maybe wanting to do their own thing oh, and thinking if we do have to divorce ourselves from these, well, it doesn't tie into everything else. So. Yeah. Also, I can't diabolical. <laughs> I can't see Disney um, with the 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 nature, the grittiness, the R rated version of these shows putting them on the same service That's as true. something with the Disney name on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be all. Clean stuff over there right. at your house. Yeah, would there be anything R-rated in the entire catalog? I can't imagine because if you remember, like back in the day, um, Disney only made G-rated movies, mm-hmm. and then like in the eighties, they came out with the Touchstone division, and Touchstone Pictures would release all of the PG thirteen or whatever. That's a better name. Up. That's a better name for the park, <laughs> Touchstone <laughs> Park. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I want to know what's the maximum you would pay that you are going to pay for the streaming service. <laughs> yeah, there's no question of I know, if he's going right. to. Right. I'm just curious if there is a price you wouldn't pay for this Disney streaming service. It, it depends. <laughs> if it's, it's going to be a service, if if it's everything Disney's ever put out, yeah. shows, movies, animated, live action, whatever. Yeah, if this is the vault. If it's everything, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying if I, mean, they, I don't, I can't see. I would, I don't think I would ever pay like twenty dollars a month. Oh, for, bull, pucky! I, I don't think I would. I guarantee if I did, you would. Like, I would have to drop Netflix or Hulu. Or I'm not okay. That's what Disney's counting on. <laughs> All the real just, fans. I think you figured out the formula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you'd pay twenty bucks a month. I don't doubt it for a second. However, that's almost, you know, that's like buying a Blu-ray once a month, right? But mm-hmm. buying yeah. every Blu-ray you ever know made, it's yeah. just going to be around the clock streaming Disney right into their living room. <laughs> but if it's if it's not that, right. If it changes every month, you'll or... just pay twenty dollars and be upset that you doesn't have it. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be writing a letter. So, <laughs> so let me put a pen in this podcast, and we'll come back to it and see. Well, what, see how much he's complaining, paying thirty dollars a month for nothing. Does it have to be everything? Because if you're taking this gamble and like, like, why hold stuff back? I, I because, don't... because I'll tell you why. Because it's the same thing Netflix does. They rotate things in and out. Right. And they're going to say, oh, this is on there now. So we get new subscribers coming But you in. just put exclusive, you know, like Mickey Mouse Club. You can only see it on this street. Like mm-hmm. you have exclusives and you have know. special events, live things, live from the park or whatever. Like I, I'm telling you right now, though. Look at him. He's kidding. <laughs> from, from a Disney fan perspective, if that service comes up, all they got to put on there is one thing. Song of the South. If they oh, would re-release Song of the South. Sweet potato people pie, will shut pay, my mouth. Yes, uh, people will pay <laughs> a good amount of money to see that movie, just for people, the stigma. People will pay, Ray. Racists from every corner. <laughs> right. we'll sit in I, shirt sleeves. What, what on year? Summer's day. <laughs> what year did Uncle Remus come out? There? Oh my god, 1940. I'm not sure. Wow, I remember seeing it. Not in 1940 something. No. Um, Uncle Remus. It, it is. Did they have as much? It. Did they have as much of the edited things or banned things as like Looney Tunes? Because I know there are certain Looney Tunes cartoons that you can't get anymore. Does Disney just have this kind of one black eye, or are there other things in the vault that um, we will never see? Well, I know like 1946 is when Song of the South was released. So after they should have known better. There are some, you know, when um, in, during World War Two. The military took over the Disney Studios, and they were producing war propaganda films. So those are hard to find. They're out there. I mean, you can find them, but they're not publicly mm-hmm. advertised or or they are really spoken of a lot. So 
Um, so th- I'm yeah. sure there'll be an extra monthly fee if you want access to the racist material. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll take you all in 1946. We'll give you 1942. Best of it. If you'll recall, it's when Bing was doing blackface in Holiday Inn. <laughs> and I was just curious what he, what you're going to pay because you, Disney, some of your, uh, special fans will pay any number you put on it. I saw a trailer for Gerald's Game. We were kind of messaging today about all the movies we have or haven't seen of Stephen King since that seems to be the topic of conversation the last week or two because of it. But they're going to have Gerald's Game. Uh, uh, it's just a movie. I don't, th- I don't think it's like a limited series yeah. or anything. Um, I'm sure I'm the only one that read that one. Yeah. Where it's yep. where, uh, however, if, if that movie was out right now, Michael would be there. Oh, watching man. it. I hope right it doesn't now. come out next Sunday. <laughs> the, uh, it's it's about a guy and his wife, and they go out to some cabin in the middle of nowhere, and uh, they decide to get a little frisky, and he handcuffs her to the bed, and then he has a heart attack, and it's like the nightmare she goes through of being stuck out in the middle of nowhere. And, and it's Carla Gugino. Yes, I was hoping who, you would say that because I couldn't remember her yeah, last time. I knew it was I tr- weird. I, I have a thing for her. I don't know. Yeah, ever since son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Please tell me the guy that dies and has a heart attack is played by Polly Shore. It's not. It's not. He's in the gym. <laughs> Thank one of, you. Thank it's you. One, yeah, good job. It's one of the... Uh, one of the there was a couple books of it. He likes to tie a lot of his books together. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, which I like that. But it'd be like there was an eclipse and at least two books. Um, I think it was the Gerald's Game and Dolores Claiborne, and just to tie things together. You know, a lot of things happened in Castle Rock, or you know, a lot of things happened in Derry, and you know, books. All this stuff ties together. He's heck. He, he is a character himself in the Dark Tower. So. It's just a. Uh, is that Michael texting oh, yeah, us how good yeah. the movie is? Yep. <laughs> he's he's just reminding us that he's not coming. Oh, <laughs> I won't be there, guys. Okay. Anyway, I'm kind of looking forward to that. It looked it looked pretty good. Um. It's all I got streaming. Unless you guys watch something. I watched uh, the first Wet Hot American Summer mm-hmm. series, the yeah. first day of camp. That was good. I I, it, I didn't like it as much as the movie. It oh, kind of yeah. like relied on a lot of, hey, this is from the movie. That's Look at it, here it is. is again. Yeah, but there were there were lots of funny parts. But I don't know. Overall, I'm not sure it was worth the five hour run <laughs> run time. <laughs> Probably not. But I uh, yeah, I still had to had to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the ten years later. But I wanted to watch that one first, obviously. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, that's good enough. You know our motto. Let's do some Star Wars. Let's do Star Wars. Ooh, got plenty okay. of Star Wars news. Star Wars. Star Wars. Like what? Like what? What we? You sent out a special report bulletin, <laughs> and uh, I. You know, I guess we should have expected Colin Trevorrow wasn't going to last after the smash hit Book of Henry. That's true. That's true. The director of Safety Not Guaranteed and Jurassic World. And yeah, back a couple years ago when Disney was all super into, let's get the hot directors and just line them up for all these Star Wars I movies. I feel like we've had the same conversation yeah, three times. Right. Of what just, are they, what are they doing? They're, they're, they're not going to learn their lesson, but they they kind of are learning. Instead of two thirds of the way through the <laughs> yeah. Han Solo movie, you know, now they're we haven't even started doing anything with Episode Nine, so let's go ahead and fire him now. That's right. Let him work for Get a year. It over with. Let him work for a year. Waste his time. Yep. What they did is they he has his own he has a writer he works with, and like he helped him write Jurassic World and everything, and they he's got this guy and they're writing the next Star Wars and. They did, did not like what he was writing, so then they gave him another writer to use, and he did, they didn't like what they were coming up with either, so they said, we're just going to let you go and 
do our own thing. Well, I'm going to pull a Michael and interrupt with a non sequitur. I had a dream, and the only, literally the only content of the dream was I heard the title of episode nine, oh. and I was completely flummoxed by it. But I know the title of episode nine well, well in advance. Kaleidoscope something? <laughs> yes. Cinnabon. Cinemagic. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it left me a little puzzled. It was called Star Wars episode nine, Trombone of the Traveler. <laughs> Wow. So I don't know if there's like a marching band like involved it. or what, I but like I woke up like, that can't be right, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if there's a trombone in episode nine, you're going to freak out. Yeah, I am. I am going to freak out. So who do you think is going to do it? Who do you want? Who do you want to do it? Who's your dream director? Uh, I, I had seen a list. Oh, I somebody could read, put I, out I get, a, a yeah, possible like who they wanted. And when you really think about it, there's a lot of possible ones. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know what. How? What do you think, George? Would you take the job if we asked you? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> don't you find? Don't you take some sick pleasure in this, George? Watching the <laughs> watching them scramble. Yeah. Well, you know, we episode nine's got no tar tar. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, it's got porgs. We need Jar Jar porgs. I say Bong Jun Ho, and we will have Bong's porgs. <laughs> I, you know, George Lucas's name has popped up several times, oh, and I know that's never just a dream. Happen, no. But I had, before all this happened, I had heard, um, there was a rumor going around that, I don't know if he was kinda, he was giving notes to Kathleen Kennedy. On, on some things, on some ideas, some stories. <laughs> I'm sure she has an email every morning when she gets to <laughs> yeah. the office and is just like, oh, George, yeah. <laughs> delete. <laughs> yeah. But then I. What if you added more do-backs? <laughs> I, uh. Just, you, we know your pick. Dave Filoni. That's who you want. No, but. no, no. Dave's, <laughs> Dave's bit. Dave's busy. Dave's too busy to drop everything That's and right. direct episode nine. Yeah. D -d -d Dave Filoni. We need to update our song. Come no, on. It's, no, it's got to be. Uh, my Filoni has a first name. It's D A V E Dave. Oh, I just get one of those. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I. I don't know that there's a right answer there. But you can't there's pick. There's got to be a reason why they're going through all these directors. We've talked about it before. Um, I don't know if it's a conflict with Kathleen Kennedy, if she's guarding Star Wars a little too, too much. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that, like, I think they thought they were going to play a little more loosey goosey and then they realized, no, the mm. saga, is a little precious and even all of them are they're they're sure they're trying to not they're already diluting it they don't want they want still want it to be quality they didn't like the joke that lord and miller were making of the han solo yeah. movie and they're scared well, of what this guy's gonna <laughs> so do then we shouldn't even know who the director is just right. pick a very by the numbers right. under the radar nobody to direct it because it's already half done. Like we yeah. have the look, we have the tone, we have all the wipes, you know, the, we know what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it feels like. So stop picking Bong and all these, like, don't even dream about these cool auteur filmmakers. No, like, it's, it's, no, 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 <laughs> uh, I saw, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a trailer somebody put together. Uh, of past, of the past movies, and it was like episode nine, directed by Michael Bay, and it was just a bunch of explosions everywhere right. every time something happened. They just need somebody like Ron Howard or J.J. Yeah. Abrams again, just, uh, or just Spielberg, a, or a company man, just yeah. to come in and go by the numbers. The last thing we need is, you know, to go back to the Star Wars holiday special. And, you know, that was something Lucas approved, and it was a complete Then why do you disaster. keep going back to it? If that's because the last we all need reminded we... of what can happen. <laughs> <laughs> but even, you know, that when we talked about the Ewok, the two Ewok movies that, you know, some people love, some people hate, they're, but they're out there. They're completely off the grid in the, in the continuity, as we would say. Yeah, so most likely at this, at this point, 
And by the time you hear this, they may have decided, but it's looking like it could just be Ryan Johnson going. They're happy. There's been no mm-hmm. complaints about episode eight. Ever, it seems that he's doing what they want and they're, they're likely to just say, Hey, go, just go right on in, finish off the trilogy here. You know, I don't, I've heard some talk that they kind of really broke ties with JJ. So there's not. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't look like they were really going to bring him back. And, and Ryan Johnson, he he not only directed this one that's getting ready to come out, he wrote it too. Yeah, right? that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're giving these directors a chance to write it. Mm-hmm. You know, they like they gave Trevorrow a year. You know, I they're really cutting cutting it close now. You you don't like what you got. Now I had heard about Trevorrow. Um, some projects he's done in the past. People say he's very kind of egotistical and yeah. kind of cocky. There's been rumors. I think that's why they didn't hesitate to. Mm, just I do too. After some things have come out about him. So well, yeah, in the in the Marvel universe, the rumors or the legend was you know James Gunn turning the first draft of Guardians, trying to make it in the Marvel style, and they said no, go back and make it a James Gunn movie. Mm-hmm. So they want. Taika Waititi, and they right. want different views of things. Star Wars doesn't want that. They want Star Wars. Right. So, again, why cast the net for these people and then fight to put them back in a tight box? Yeah, I mean, if you want to do some oddball thing, like have Guillermo del Toro do a Cantina movie, that's <laughs> that's one thing. But you got when you're doing these straight-up Star Wars movies, it's already a thing. Just don't and, exactly. And they, don't even tell us. At this point, they have so much writing on it that it has to be good. This isn't just, hey, we need this movie to be good. This is, we need to continue, this movie has to be good because we're putting billions of dollars in theme parks and merchandising and all this other stuff that Star Wars brings and we can't, we can't screw that up. Right. (sighs) Anyway, anything else Star Wars? Nope. He does. Uh, we, we introduced the evil BB-8. What's his name? BB-8. BB-8. BB-9E. 9E. 9E. And the comic book oh. uh, miniseries about Captain Phasma, uh, Star Wars Journey to the Last Jedi, colon, Captain Phasma. Mm. It's a four-issue series right after the last movie mm-hmm. where she was left on Starkiller Base. Tr- trash compactor. Right. So... She kind of helped put the shields down. Is that the? I can't remember specifically. They like yes. held her at gunpoint, yes. yes. and she dropped the shields. So this miniseries, the first issue is out. It was pretty interesting because she gets out of the trash compactor and immediately goes to computer banks and erases the memory of her, you know, committing treason against yeah. the against the first order. And then she realizes there's been one officer looked it up, so one person out there knows that she did mm. this. So we gotta find. So the captions are her report of like, you know, Captain Phasma reporting. Uh, I found a, the, I found the traitor who let the shields down. It's Corporal so and so, and she's hunting him down because she's gonna kill him right. as the traitor. But it's actually someone who knows that she was the traitor. So nice little twist in the story. She jumps in a Tie Fighter to go, and there's this evil little BB-8 down on the floor. And they're like, oh. "What's this?" It's like, "Oh, don't mind him." It's like, "Oh, continuity. It's in there." I like it. I do. I do kind of wish. Like how much of that stuff comes out? What I I can't figure out what it is. These are these all separate single shots, or are they part of something? Um, there is currently an ongoing Star Wars book. And on, is it is it what period is this set in? Uh, when it started, it was I think between four and five, which is kind of the most fertile area okay, for yeah. you know the rebellion mm-hmm. stories like that. So I'm pretty sure that's where it is. There's an ongoing Darth Vader solo book. Which this current one picks up right after he gets the suit and can barely walk and no one's ever heard of Darth Vader. So it's him building his reputation and the Emperor sending him out to do the dirty deeds where people are like, who's this scary guy in black? So it's kind of his right. year one almost. And then there's a Poe Dameron ongoing and a Dr. Afra ongoing who was introduced in the comics first and only in the Darth Vader comic. She's kind of a female Han Solo almost, she, or uh, even Indiana Jones. She's a galactic archaeologist who has moral. She's morally questionable, so she'll steal, rob, cheat, and you know she was kind of a sidekick to Darth Vader for a while and was popular. So she got her own ongoing. So then 
around those ongoing series, there's all kind of mini series in one. They did a one shot that explained how Cassian met the K two R F nine or what's his name K two S O K two S O. Yeah, so a one shot. <laughs> Did I catch a niner in there? <laughs> so yeah, well, just a one shot explained how they first met. This this four issue miniseries explains how Captain Phasma survives mm. till the next movie. So they fill in little gaps with one shots and miniseries. Yeah, yeah. Because I I kind of wish that I would have read some of that because I I like that they are doing keeping it. Filling in those things, you actually get to learn something that is, and it's just, all canon. We know we're not right. throwing it out yeah, later. I mean, right. So capital, all those letters yeah, are capital. I, and canon. I don't think I've bought one for a while. I think the last one I bought was explaining how C three PO got his red arm, which mm-hmm. was a great issue. Yeah, that was yeah. a while yeah. ago. And they put top talent. I mean, it's really good artists and <laughs> name writers. So it's they are. Kind of the premier, you know, they're usually the best-selling Marvel books of the month, or close to it, are usually the Star Wars books. So, cool. We did comics too. There, any more comics? How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. Happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? (laughs) Uh, Well, this week they also launched the IDW Star Wars comic. So all those comics that are canon come out through Marvel, and there's an all-ages book, Star Wars Adventures. I assume it's canon or some canon-ish, but it's if a bunch of short Disney stories. cartoons are canon. Exactly. It's, it has the feel of the cartoons <laughs> like that. Now. So, yeah, stories about Rey and, uh, you know, just I think the first issue had three short stories. They're the more cartoony art built for all ages. So that, yeah, that just premiered as well. Hmm. Uh... Let's do some gaming. Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. (laughs) (laughs) I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. I am doing My turn. Shall we play a game? Okay. Boom, yeah. I knew he wouldn't pick it, so I just went. (laughs) There is a new South Park video game coming out. Did you guys see that? I heard about that. Ubisoft, South Park, colon, fractured but whole. Get it? Yeah, I got it. Um, But the special thing they're doing in this game, when you sign in to play the game, you pick your difficulty, as you do. And if you pick easy, you're white. <laughs> and if you, as you move the slider, you up to more difficult, you get darker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it even, it says in quotes, don't worry, it doesn't affect combat, just every other aspect of your whole life. <laughs> so that's the subtle political commentary we expect from oh, Matt and Trey. Exactly. That's what you should get out of South Park. Um, you can also now choose it where before stick of truth you were a, just a, a a boy you were a male this you can be male female or other and they even like address it in the game they say if you did pick girl it says you were a girl the whole time but uh anyway i thought that was hilarious about the slider and i wanted to report back i played a couple of games i got at gen con codenames Ooh. duet codenames is like one of the most popular game series of very reminiscent of Password. If you ever played Password, uh, you know, back in the day, I did. It was like a re- really, just a, a basic game, the classic game. You have a word and you try to get your partner to say it by giving another word just clue. One word at a time? Yes. Yeah. And, in code names, you have basically the spin on it to Password is there's multiple words on the board. And you have to get them to say multiple words, so you have to tie all these together with one word. So if it was mouse and duck and dog, you might say Disney is my one word, you know, and then they have to pick that, but there's words that they could, that are landmines you don't want them to pick. So anyway, the newest version is Duet, and it's a two player version. It seems to be the most difficult, but also the most fun. So I played that all week and Downforce. From Restoration Games is 
I don't know when it originally came up, but Restoration Games is a company that's taken old games that kind of diamond in the rough that you know, some I've heard of. Like one of them was Stop Thief I've heard of before, but they're doing like three or four games at a time and reinventing them with newer technology, like where you might have um, some buzzers and stuff on it. Now you have an app for it to go with it on your phone, and there's... Uh, just a much better art, much, hmm. all the production quality is through the roof. Like this game is a nice looking game. And it, and anyway, Downforce is a, it's a racing betting game. You bid on what car you're going to get because it may have a special thing you can do if you have it. It can, you can move so many spaces and other people won't be able to, but, and you bet. You also bet who you think is going to win at certain points during the race. It's a real quick game. It's fun. You really, you can be losing, your car can be losing, but you can still win because you bet on somebody else's car. Mm. So we've, we've loved both those games. So they'll be permanent collection in the collection. Do they have blood drive cars? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if, I'm sure if Michael plays it, he'll yell that. <laughs> if he shows. Um, the, and by the time you hear this, uh, I will have gone to the Columbus Expo video game and toy expo. It's two conventions in one. I assume that I feel like this is something Jesse Starcher's been to. Don't you think that he's been to some toy and video game mm-hmm. convention? I would think. I, I would assume so. Heck, he might even be that have been there. I just, I actually, I saw him there. Not, <laughs> how was your, how was your weekend there? <laughs> it was great. I'm assuming it's going to be great anyway. I'll, I will report back how that was, and whether we suggest you go or not. Super cheap to go to that, too. So I get to go to two cons in a row. That expo and come back here and go to the River City Con. That's why we call you two cons set. That's right. I hit the three. <laughs> three I'm three con this year. <laughs> Triceracon. <laughs> um, okay, now what? What are we going to talk about? You got TV, movies, and that's it. TV. TV, alright. Oh, the Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, very run. That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Aha, uh-huh. in what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig, let me in. These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Movie. Blood drives over. Oh, good. Oh. Thank God. That's all I got. Oh. And we're not talking about it anymore. No, if he comes over. back and wants to talk about it, too late. We did it this last week. It, it ended with there's no driving, some blood, <laughs> but it, it. I would hope. The show just became something completely different from the conceit. And of course it ends, we could have a season two of a different sort of story. So it left sort of a cliffhanger ending. We'll see if there's more. I think what happened is Trevorrow directed the first two or three episodes <laughs> and then somebody else took over. This is that. the only place I even have heard of this show. So I'm yeah. a little sketched out about it ever coming back. <laughs> like I'm worried how much of a cliffhanger they left you on. <laughs> this is probably the number one blood drive podcast. Yeah, I would say we have covered. Yeah. What's the, what channel is it on? Sci-fi channel. Oh, okay. Well, and it's on at like 10 PM and they don't, they rerun it at like 4 AM that <laughs> night and then it's never on again. Oh man. So you got to stream it, I guess. <laughs> or record it. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. People have that. There's people that have recorded. Uh, I was going to ask you, Cliff, because hmm. I forgot that I watch this. It doesn't really go with our show, but you have HBO. Do you yes. ever watch Hard Knocks? Um, I have in the past. I haven't watched any this year with the Bucks. I am not – I don't watch as much sports as I used to, really. I like – NBA basketball. Until the Cavs baseball and, playoff season comes and everyone's well, talk, finally talking Cleveland Indians. All, right. All the I Indians mean, fans finally. I mean, I like, I, I, I like my Cleveland teams, but yes. I don't go, I don't watch just like every NFL game or everything like that. I just don't. Yeah. Not like I used to. And I quit fantasy football this year because oh. it was just going to be a headache. Yeah. So, and it's I really lost, lost, lost a lot of relief not doing that. Um, 
But Hard Knocks on HBO, uh-huh. if you don't know what it is, every year they have like six episodes where they follow one team through the preseason. Yep. Like, and through it's, training camp. Yeah. Training camp and the mm-hmm. all four, all, I think all four weeks of preseason. And you see all the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year I watch it. I love that team. By the end, of, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna like go yeah, out of my way you to get watch all them, the personalities. But, yeah, and, and a lot of you fall in love with players that never make the team. It's. I remember watching a couple of years ago Devontae Freeman when they did uh, Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. and it was all about whether he was even going to make the team. Yeah, and I was like, this guy's good. A lot of times they focus on the players that are on the bubble. Right, they're not even paying much attention to. They'll you follow the quarterback and stuff. But you don't really follow the main great players, right. you know. It's these guys that at the in the last episode, half of them are going to get cut, yeah. you know. The other half are playing special teams, right? Devonte Freeman turned out to be a big star yeah. last year, so that was kind of neat to see after I'd seen him struggling, you know. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring it up one because as being a big fan of theme songs, they have one of the best pump you up. <laughs> theme songs there is well, like they always do a little bit at the beginning some guys talk talking about something or arguing and then that kicks in with the theme song so if you put a little out in here right now it's it's a pump you up, pump you up song and i gotta talk about big brother for a second guys i have been watching it we got talked about it a little off air i think to jared Lowe a few weeks ago and it's kind of been a Rough season to watch for the fact that they had all new players and one returning guy from last year, and he has just totally steamrolled the house because it is a huge advantage to have played the game before, and he was already pretty good at it. And this this past week was a, last night to for us right now was a really good episode, and uh, it's still as much as things are predictable sometimes on that show. It's so good to watch somebody manipulate people. That's like that's what I like about it is watching all these people just be manipulated. They're they're so shut off from society and worried about making people mad that they're with. That the, I mean, this guy tells them when to sleep. He tells them when to eat, and they just. They just yes. Can I t- can I take a nap now? You know, you stay up. You need to talk to so and so, and you know it's good. It's good. Still good. Yes, that is the sath of our group of right. telling right. us right. what. Categories Watch my marionettes dance. Um, now, did the, I see something about a celebrity? That was the big announcement problem? last night. Okay, it's been every summer since two thousand one. I assume we're using the term celebrity loosely. Oh, I'm sure you're you're gonna get dancing with the stars yeah. level celebrities. Polly <laughs> Shore. Yeah, I can totally see it. Yeah, um, yeah, they have been doing this every summer for. This is Big Brother 19. I think one t- one of those was a winter version. They tried mm-hmm. and it didn't work out so well. But there, there's been there's Big Brother in all different countries, and I, they've done Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. But this is going to be our first one. I don't, I'm sure it will be a shortened version. They're not going to have people in there for three months, mm-hmm. but right. I'm hoping, you know, even if it's half that, that or a third of it, those should still be interesting. And it's as long as they keep the rules the same. I don't want like the public voting people in or out of the house. It has to be a sterile environment, but it, it's, it should be neat to see who the, I'm hoping for Scaramucci. Oh, that be, guy I bet be I bet he's in there. The he's got to be on a oh, reality yeah. television. Yeah, why don't we just lock the doors of the White House and oh, put cameras in there and just yeah. people trying to, <laughs> trying to right. survive the White House? Like everyone's manipulating and leaking <laughs> and playing each other. I like it. Spoiler, we all lose. <laughs> the most dangerous game. But anyway, this is just another ploy where CBS has their all access. This is going to be another thing on the where, on the streaming app. Yeah. So now they've got their Star Trek and so somebody from the Star Trek series Star Trek. will be on the celebrity. Most likely, yeah. you're probably correct. That's a good guess. And they will, you know, it's you'll still it this will be on TV, regular TV, not unlike Star Trek will only be an episode or two. But But they could stream the 24 hour Absolutely. There will be yeah. live feeds just like just like the regular show. Mm-hmm. The only problem I have with it, which I, I'm excited about it because I, I like, I'm right after last night, such a good episode. I'm ready to watch some more. Uh, but, uh, I'm a little worried because there's a, 
problem for a lot of reality shows, once you go celebrity, you never go back. It's hard to go back to the normal people, you know, celebrity apprentice and as examples of shows, they never went back to mm-hmm. normal people. That's true. So the same as our White House. We'll exactly. never go back. The next never, is the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Then who knows who's next? <laughs> That's exactly right. We, <laughs> the rock will be, but then it'll be Yosemite Sam. Hector Macho Camacho. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by by what twenty thirty is blood drive <laughs> primo twenty thirty. <laughs> so yeah, you you brought up my brother. I guess I should mention I got some grief from a couple podcasts ago when I was we were talking about Ducktales and I was talking about some of the shows I had watched with my nieces and nephews. Yeah, and I heard from my sister in law that. That makes her sound like a terrible parent. Like, they don't watch crappy shows. What were you even talking about? <laughs> and we deduced it was called Sophia the First. Oh, yeah. About little princesses and all their pets. And they do pr- – she's like, oh, yeah, that's the worst one. So she admitted that one was terrible. But everything else my nieces and nephews watch is amazing, high-quality, intelligent entertainment for only the best sources. Yeah, I, I – bl- I, w- I would like to think that you are just made to tell these lies. But I'm inclined – I. After doing the Christmas podcast, it sounded like they were feeding them some quality content. So we'll go ahead and believe them this time. Um, movies? Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Underoos! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> Anybody watch anything? No. Michael watched it. That's why I'm not here. <laughs> That's what here. Do we get a report yet? <laughs> Alright, so how was it, Michael? <laughs> oh, he's not here. Oh, I forgot. thanks. What a guy. Well, we just have. We should definitely just leave some red balloons in the office here. So when that he, would be when awesome. he comes in in the morning. I know. He walks the in only problem. I seriously was going to stop and get them, but I knew I had to buy helium. You can't just have. It's got to yeah. float. We yeah. all float down here. Which that viral marketing has been going. You know, there yeah. people have been posting pictures of balloons tied to sewer grates. So I mean, what an amazing viral marketing campaign! Yeah. Uh, if it's the studio or just the fans, I don't know, but it's kind of amazing. We had like one of the worst. We had the worst box office weekend since 9-11. Wow. Yeah, most recently. I mean, that's... That's pretty Movies bad. are going down. As a, They're still putting out some quality stuff, but people are not going like they used to. So, I don't know what that means. What, what, what we're going to see happening, but... Uh, I saw that and I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty bad. Cause usually yeah. it goes up, up, up cause ticket prices go up, up, mm-hmm. up. But anyway, there was some, as far as it, I do, I mean, you know, we're going to go see it. I'm one thing about that Andy Machete, you know, I'm hearing all this good stuff about him. He, that he directed that and his next, next project was supposed to be Robotech movie. Oh, Which, what is Robotech? Do you say machete? I don't, well that's, that's, it's like machete oh, okay. or something, I don't know. I like machete better. Like that's Danny Trejo's yeah. directing. But this guy's got too many projects all of a sudden, I'm not happy about that. Cause he, the reason I'm not happy is because he's supposed to be the guy doing lock and key for Hulu. Oh. And, now he's got, he had the Robotech thing which he's pushing back because it's such a hit. Oh, Robotech, like you ask, it is uh, a lot like Voltron, but way better in every aspect. <laughs> and there's no one here to defend that, so it obviously true. Robotech is Clearly far true. superior. Robotech wins and forever is known as Kapow's favorite robo movie. Done. Animated. Slam the guy. Okay. Um, anyway, because It, the movie, is such a hit, He that's his next thing he's doing. I, I was just talking to somebody about it the other day, and then I read, a, like, going home, what we were just saying, that mm-hmm. he needs to do it now while these kids are still young because you're going to want flashbacks oh, yeah. in the next movie. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's doing is they're going to quickly put together the second movie while these kids look the same so they can have flashbacks in it because the next one's going to be the adult versions of them. 
So, and that the original was on the other night, and I stopped to watch. Well, it I hear it doesn't on, hold up. I it saw was, it in the day. I had never seen it all the way through, but it was the night of that the, mole on John Boy's face. Yeah, that I just got kept me. getting distracted. But it was the night of the Mayweather fight, and I'm sitting there eating a frozen pizza, watching it on TV. <laughs> and there's a knock at my door, and a young college age kid with a case of beer is like, "Hey, I'm here for the fight." I was like, come on in, buddy. We're, we're, Harry Anderson's fighting a clown. Just hang out. He's like, I think I got the wrong house. It's like, no, you got the right house, buddy. Let's part it. Yeah, which, have a, have a part of my pizza. There's a peek into my life. We did that before. Frozen pizza. That's, is this before or after Lunchables? When do you, when do you eat the Lunchables? At lunch time. At lunch time. Yeah. You know, that, that makes perfect sense because pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza, pizza in supper time. Lunch time's for freaking Lunchables. Perfect. Um, anyway, he's also, well, first off, they cast, uh, young actress Megan Carpenter will be Kenzie. Every week I'm going to announce a casting get a decision new, yeah. in Lock and Key. And then there's going to be a new Dracula movie. But this one is like, I'm not I'm thinking of the right word, but it's like an approved story. This is supposed to be a prequel to... Rom Stoker's Dracula. This is supposed to be. A, it's written by like his great, 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 great nephew, Stevie Stoker. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie the what? I can't think of the name. Of Stevie the Snot Stoker. Anyway, he's. It's supposed to be about. Uh, I think the storyline is like, Bram Stoker is writing Dracula, and he's got, uh, supposedly. A strange creature trapped in his house or something, oh. and that's what he's so basing no it on. So no ties to the Tom Cruise mummy monster universe. I don't believe universe. so. I don't believe so but I, I'm pretty could. sure that universe is a thing. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering <laughs> if, one we're, movie. if we're going back to it or <laughs> it's not. extinct already. But anyway, that is also supposed to be directed by this guy, this machete. And I just think he's spreading himself a little thin. Wow. He'll probably be directing Star Wars. <laughs> there you go. Well, I hope none of them come out on a Friday night because <laughs> Lord knows. Michael, no, movies don't anymore. Michael will have no. to rush to go no. see it. Uh, you, get, you guys got anything in movies? I got more stuff, but. <laughs> just, just been busy. Yeah, Too busy, busy for movies. Busy. And had a week of hurricanes. And, you know, keeping commitments that we have prior, oh, prior yeah, made. That's true. That's true. That's true. Fills your time. Blade Runner 2049. Is anybody looking forward to that? Did you guys watch the original? And uh, yeah, when did you? I, I, you know, I've seen the original, but it's not one that really grabbed me. And I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I appreciate what it did, yeah. but it's not a, something I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, I never was. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch it back. I didn't watch it timely back in the early '80s, '82, I think it was. And I, I caught up with it just a year or two ago, and I thought it was good enough. Didn't blow me away, but I'm excited about this one because I like the director, Denny Villeneuve. I'm not sure I'll say his name, but I really, I really like his stuff and this looks really sharp. Um, is that a, a rival guy? Yeah. I saw a rival. You did? You like yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I saw, again, I don't like to, I don't want to be like, Oh, I saw it, figured it out, but I figured it out too early. And that ruined it for me. I think I wish I hadn't because I feel like it might have been like one of my favorite movies of the year if, it, if I'd been like shocked by the. I, I didn't, thing. and the, but I knew there was some big. So I'm kind of distracted the whole movie, like trying. Like I'm as smart as Seth. I'm going to figure out what the <laughs> twist is. And so I was kind of distracted the whole way. And then there's one little part I got a little obsessed with. Like, oh, does that mean this? And then I waited for that to be explained, and it uh, never was. Right. So I, by the end of the movie, I'm like, I missed all the emotional stuff because I was hung up on the little plot details. Yeah, so yeah. It, I, I didn't get the the emotional payoff a lot of other people did because reading reviews of it, people you know were just blown away and moved to tears and a lot of real emotion at the end of that. But I was sort of left trying to fill plot holes in. Yeah. So I, I watched it wrong. It's my fault. It's yeah. my fault. <laughs> you screwed it up. Very good performances. Very well made. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I feel like I also 
it was my own fault I didn't enjoy it correctly. <laughs> but it's a well-made movie. I recommend it. Um, but I, so I like the look of his movies and his style, and I'm so I'm looking forward to this. I've tried to stop watching previews, but I did watch. They've had the first of three shorts come out, like a six-minute short that's supposed to be because these movies are. You know, it was 2019 in Blade mm-hmm. Runner and it's yeah. 2049. So they're kind of filling in the gaps of what's happened in the last 30 years. And, um, I think the first short was. It's just Harrison Ford crashing things. Yeah. <laughs> Getting older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I'm never, I'm not gonna, they better have a good excuse for the, him wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> that really bugs me. But this first short was set in 2036 and it's called 2036 colon. Nexus Dawn. And apparently, you know, there's supposed to be no more replicants. It's not legal to make replicants anymore. And this character, uh, Wallace that Jared Leto's playing is trying to convince them that the ones he's making are perfectly safe and they need them to colonize the galaxy and all this. And it's just a short little six minute thing that's it's not that it's it's fine it just fills in story it's not directed by this director it's mm-hmm. just it's actually directed by i think it's uh someone related to ridley scott you know stevie scott yeah, yeah. stevie <laughs> <laughs> stevie scott everybody named his name stevie yeah grandkids you know <laughs> anyway it was fine but i'm it's it you know, I like to watch those little things to help. Just like, that's why I wish I would have caught some of the Star Wars comics, cause it does fill in some story elements. It's kinda like, like Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, I guess. That's too much. <laughs> I don't need to know every freaking weird Jedi that ever freaking. You know, one of the, <laughs> speaking of 80s sci-fi movie, one I wish they would have made a sequel to that I really like, cause I wasn't a big fan of Blade Runner, is The Running Man. I have the, I have that recorded. I'm going to watch it soon. Yeah, have you ever seen The Running Man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, I'd love it's to see got like the, a 70-year-old Arnold out there in a tight jumpsuit. And, yeah, that's that's uh, part – I want to say that's one of the Bachman books, um, one of the short stories in the Bachman books collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I may be wrong, but it's it's kind of like – what was the show we were watching uh, that was kind of like the blood drive. No, no, no. You know the one that was in Florida, oh, the Atlanta, hunt or the yeah, hunted, or hunted, hunted, hunted or whatever. It was to release the people and they got to track them. Yeah, that's what the Running Man. Yeah, what, that movie right. makes way more sense in today's era of reality yeah. TV. Yeah, like I could that actually should be remade mm. because the movie was set in an arena. Yeah, they couldn't do mm-hmm. do you know it's like you it, which is stupid like. Which, that's what blood drive is. There's closed caption cameras uh, in all the cars, so it's it's a televised thing for right. people to watch and enjoy. Yeah. But I, I, what's the guy's name? He was hosted. Um, I'm gonna bring up bring up blood drive so often. <laughs> Michael's not here. <laughs> yeah. Never and to be spoken never again. of. Again. Never again. Um, Richard Dawson. Yeah, Richard Dawson. Yes. He, he the the host of Family Feud. You kiss everybody. Uh, he's the host of the show. And, yeah. And. and Running Man. Did, what would you bring? Did you watch it recently or something? No, huh? it just popped in my head. You were talking about Blade Runner. Uh, I, I was thinking about movies I like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like I like that movie Cool Runnings. <laughs> I watched that not too long ago. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Any other running movies? <laughs> I, I Silent Running. Like what was that the? No. Yeah. <laughs> running scared. That was. Uh, Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal. Um, I started watching a movie today and then I had to leave. I watched an hour of a movie, Jordan, and I didn't think, I thought, I thought, I've got time. I have an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this hour and a half movie and I'm going to fast forward through a bunch of it because there's no way it's any good. But then but you then, remembered yeah. you had to be somewhere, so uh, you had to stop the movie and, uh, and leave. I did, I did. But the problem was I wasn't able to finish the movie yet because I couldn't fast forward any of it because it was I was so riveted by Army of One. Do you remember telling Army me about that movie? One. Oh yeah, <laughs> hunting uh, it, hunting Osama. Yes, it's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and he is God played by Russell Brand. Oh, with the samurai sword. Yes, that makes is. me so happy that it's good. It's not bad. All right, <laughs> it's totally worth paying nothing and watching it. It's he does a voice. 
in this movie, like, I, totally unexpected. He just does this weird voice the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes choices. I like <laughs> only only he yeah. would make. I'm a Nick Cage fan, and so you I, stick with it. So I, I was uh, I was all in. Uh, as soon as I started watching, I was like, I'm not fast forwarding this. So when I get home tonight, I'm watching the rest of it. And so far, so good. Well, that, that reminds me of how Jesse Starcher, our pal, has told us how he listens to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. double time. He man. records so many podcasts, he doesn't have time to listen to podcasts, so he listens to them all on times two speed. And that's I that is too fast. I but that's I crave making a podcast good enough for Jesse Starcher to slow down that's, and enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't know if we've hit that point yet. I was want I feel like yeah, we need to just start talking slower. So he Jesse. has to listen to it. Here you go. This we're gonna make something special for you. Oh Jay. <laughs> Uh, I know. It's just, I I will listen to some podcasts on a little faster, one and a quarter. Why don't we talk really fast? So if we talk so fast he can't hear us what we're saying, and he has to slow down because he can't listen to what we're and saying. And you got to keep saying Jesse because actually that's when he slows down. So now we're only helping him. He stops it when he hears his name, and now we're just speeding it back up for him. Uh, that's what we should just do. Just it's like randomly. personalized. Every week, yeah, let's just, just pick one person. We're we're podcasting directly to you, <laughs> Jesse Starcher. It's your yeah. episode. Every, every and Michael pl- doesn't like you enough to show up for it. <laughs> every five minutes, I'm just going to say Jesse Starcher. She has to stop and hit the button and slow it down. To what's going on? <laughs> what are they saying? Uh, I hope he doesn't mind us just throwing around. Uh. What else we got? Oh, did, have you ever read I Kill Giants? No. Joe Kelly. What else has he written? Oh, wrote a real long stretch of Deadpool. Uh, he, I think he's part of that uh, Man of Action Studios that's done a lot of animation on Cartoon Network and things like that. Well, I, I, several years ago, I, you know, looking at one of those lists Wait, like. Did you say Joe Kelly or Joe Casey? Joe Kelly. Okay. I think that's right. We don't fact check. I think you're right. <laughs> Joe Casey did like Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and I think. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, I kill giants. I, I was on some list years ago of great, you know, uh, critically acclaimed graphic novels, and I bought it and read it back in the day. And um, anyway, they're making a movie of it, of course, like everything else. I saw a clip today from the movie. Oh, it's that far along? The yes. Clips, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, it's worth bringing up because they're actually filming it and it's, and it's got, gonna have Zoe Saldana, uh, and Imogene Poots and they weren't in the clip, but they, you know, they have parts like one, Imogene Poots playing her sister, Saldana's playing a therapist, but I really don't want, it's, it's about a girl who thinks she's fighting giants or fighting, you know, it's, there's like a, a reveal in it, you know, so, but I thought it was good. I, I, I'm just glad I read it. I don't know if I would have had on my list of the greatest things ever, but I'm interested to see what it looks like. And I keep forgetting to bring you my friend Dahmer. If you're, are you going to read it if I bring it? Uh, Maybe. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not bringing it. I don't believe you. <laughs> After the con, I got time for it. Oh, it's, uh, I just really, I saw that trailer for it and it was so really just looked just like the, the comic. And, so I'm interested to see that. That's about all I got. There's a cool poster out by Pop Chart Lab. If you want to look that up, anybody, it's a scratch off movie poster. I've seen online a few times now. It's it's got like a hundred movies on it, and it has a picture from a, the movie, and it's supposed to be like a list, like hundred greatest movies type thing. So movies you should see. According to whoever made this. And once you see a movie, you scratch off that and there's a different picture underneath it. And they may, it may have like it, something spoilery about the movie, but just a way, like mm-hmm. I, I, the only reason I didn't immediately order it is yeah. because there was not a list of the movies. I wanted to know mm-hmm. what the 100 movies were. So, so it could be hanging up on your wall forever. And yeah, I wanted to make sure that. It was actually movies I was interested yeah. in. 
you know, but I thought that was a neat idea. Yeah. That's a, a, just another neat thing to decorate your home with, you when know. You're looking for cool runnings. It's not on yeah. there. Yeah. If it's like, not on there, I don't even want it. I want, you know. <laughs> All right. I don't know anything else. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we're at an hour five. We're good. Yeah, this has been your uh, blood drive update. Your Jesse Starcher. Final blood drive update dedicated to Jesse Starcher. <laughs> uh, do we like the hashtag Triceracon? Oh, that's a good one. Or hashtag my Felony has a first name. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, but uh, I, I liked Stevie. <laughs> Stevie Stoker. Stevie Stoker. <laughs> I like hashtags. Yeah. Let's go Stoker. with Stevie Stoker. That's, 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 that's more a little oddball for us. I like that. But. What a great concept of like this cranky, creepy, goth old Bram Stoker and his like skateboarding punk grandkid Stevie. It's like, come on, grandpa. And it's like an odd couple movie. Eat my oh. shorts, man. <laughs> They have uh, to fight a vampire. It's gold. <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. Okay. Uh, plugs. www.udownwithkpp.com At the Kapow Podcast on the Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, you can find Michael at Second to None Graphics. Just don't make an appointment. <laughs> Michael because third row of Lafayette Cinemas. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find Jesse Starcher on Twitter at SourceMatCast and the Radlich and Broadcasting Network Source Material Podcast. You know he slowed it down for that one. Oh, slowed it way down. <laughs> you can find him at the River City Comic Con. So, yeah, that's it. Sign out. As always, I'm Jordan Lowe. As always, I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm Stevie Watiti. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Watiti! <laughs> Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.